First of all, welcome to everyone who's live. I'm excited about this because not only am I going to teach a few things that I haven't taught before, but offer some new concepts for everyone here to integrate a lot of the psychology, spirituality with marketing, with business. And the intent here is because at some level, you know, you need to set some sort of goal, some sort of business goal, some income goals, some impact goals, and you're ready to rock and roll with them. So what we're going to present here and what we're going to learn, what you're going to take notes for, let's see everyone's pen and paper. Good job. Is the key elements, the key concepts, the key things that really matter when it comes to setting a goal, when it comes to making it happen and what really matters in business, what really matters, what's really going to get the needle moving in marketing to make it more efficient, to make your communication more efficient, but also to integrate the spirituality and psychology so that you have the vibration to make it happen. Does that sound good or what? So in the last few days, I've been coming up with some pretty cool slides. So if you're listening to this just on audio, I apologize, but you're going to get a lot out of it anyway. If you are here watching it, whether it's recording or whether you're here live, you get to look at my pretty slides and you're going to understand the true definition of progress rather than perfection because they're not perfect. And bonus points to everyone who, who, spots, the, uh, who spots the spelling mistakes. <laughs> So I'll share my screen and we'll get rocking and rolling. All right. So we can all see my screen. I think so. All right. So why are you here? We're here to set some goals. If you're not comfortable with setting goals, perfect. This is for you because we all know we all know we need to. But you're here because we're ready to set some financial goals by the end of the year. And we're looking to do what matters most to achieve that. Because this is what we call, this is what I call the heart-centered CEO. That's what I call my program. It's the side of you who knows that when you follow your heart, you're looking to make income. You're looking to make income because the more income you can make, the more impact you can create and vice versa. The more impact you can create, the more income you can generate. Therefore, the, the generation of income is not something we're super attached to, not something that identifies you know, in who we are, but something that we use as a tool to generate more and more impact that our heart's calling us towards. So how do we do that? Well, we're looking to do that by achieving a consistent flow of predictable clients in a way that's our, aligned with our heart's calling. We don't necessarily want to build a business that causes so much stress that's out of alignment where we're using some marketing tactics, tools, and strategies that feel heavy, right? Or that feel just completely out of alignment where your audience will resonate with a heavy uh, vibration. So this is what we're here to do. So 
the challenge most people come up against and a lot of people who are into business and spirituality will find themselves generally in one one sort of category or the other this is what uh, keeps people stuck is when we're overdeveloped in strategy now let me let me hear from a show of hands who here has found themselves trying to learn a strategy because at some level it'll help them achieve from a safe place who's ever been here i know i definitely have we're trying to learn from a place of safety trying to learn from a place of man if i fail I'm going to feel like I'm not enough. I'm going to feel like I'm not worthy. I'm going to feel like I'm not seen, not loved. Right? So we can get caught up in the strategy. We can get caught up in trying to learn things instead of offering some deeper lessons. But also, people can get stuck in the sky, meaning we meditate, we go on this deep spiritual path, and we don't ground it into our reality is what we call getting stuck up in the sky, right? When we're stuck up in the sky, we're, we're trying to feel great all the time, trying to meditate, do all these different things in our spiritual realm, which is just as important, but it's also important to bring it back down here so that we can ground it, so that we can make a difference and so that we can follow our heart's calling here so we can integrate those lessons. So they're the two sort of main, uh, main challenges that people find themselves overdeveloped in, either overdeveloped in strategy or overdeveloped in the in the you know high airy fairy world that we all love, and not taking those lessons and grounding it. So the answer to build the best way to build the business that's profitable and aligned is to integrate them both, integrate both spirituality and business strategy. This is what I found. This is what I've been doing for the last three years. And this you know this is why everyone in the serving circle and and in my program all these different things. Are benefiting when they integrate them and that's what we'll be doing a lot here today as well finding out how to do that so how do we get there this is what we're going to do today all the realms of spirituality psychology planning and marketing who here loves planning and who here doesn't love planning <laughs> This is, the, uh, this is the, the dividing set. If people want to plan or they don't, it really, uh, this really counts. So being able to schedule some things is going to be really, really important and it's going to be one of the tasks. Um, but being able to integrate that, integrate that in, in the form of spirituality, psychology, and then doing the things in marketing that matter most so that you can effectively communicate, so that you can effectively uh, reach the kind of people that you want to reach. Applied spirituality. This is the sort of concepts that you're going you're gonna to be learning, but this is the deep questions. Now, this applies whether you apply it to spirituality, psychology, or whether you just use it as a, a bit of a, a mind experiment, a thought experiment. Either way, you'll benefit from this. But I want you to just imagine before you incarnate here on the planet that your soul, your spirit is one with source. And in order for you to expand, in order for you to grow spiritually, in order for your soul to expand, you incarnate here and parts of your fragmented soul get spread across the planet. 
So I'm not sure if you guys have heard this types of concept before, but this is the kind of thing that is really going to benefit you, especially on the business journey. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But this, is, this allows you to become more whole by your fragmented self, your fra all parts of fragments of your whole spirit are dispersed across the planet for you to start collecting, for you to start to integrate your higher self. So you can imagine, you can imagine all these types of fragments of your soul going across the, the world. And in order for you to become more whole, in, in order for you to become uh, in order for you to become more of who and what you really are, you have to go on the journey, on the soul's mission to go find those fragments and reclaim them. This is what we, the, the term, I'm not sure how many of you call, uh, come across the term called ensouled. This is the merging of your physical self and your soul. So what's literally happening as you go on this spiritual journey is more aspects of your higher self, of your spirit, of your soul are coming into your physical body. Coming into your physical body for you to, for you to integrate into your life. And so this is the state of union for all parts of you. So this is what we just explained. So your healing, your ascension path is to find those fragments, reclaim your power, form your gifts and remember the truth to who and what you are. So let me stop sharing for a moment so I can see everyone. Show of hands. Who knows what I'm talking about here? Who's making sense of this? Okay, great. Awesome. Good to know. Let me share my screen again. So this is important on the spiritual journey. This is also important on the business journey. And the reason being is because on the business journey, you're going to come across deeper fragments of yourself, deeper fragments of who and what you really are for you to reclaim so that you not only reclaim who and what you really are, reclaim fragments so that your spirit and your soul can expand, but also so you have more to give. Also so you can serve at a higher level. Let me, there we go. So how do you find these fragments? You're probably thinking, okay, where are they? And how do I find them? How do I reclaim? this power? How do I reclaim who and what I really am? Well, this is what I call, we all have this inner tool. I've recently branded as the fragment finder. If anyone's got a cooler name, let me know. So I think this is kind of corny for now, but we'll use it. But we all have this inner fragment finder, this inner guidance. It operates like a tool to give you signals on your soul's fragments, on where your soul's fragments may be. We all have this inner guidance, this inner intuition, this, this path that we're following to find, these, to find these fragments for you to reclaim. Now, how is this done? 
We have the external world out there. And in order for you to tell, in order for your fragment finder to tell if there's something there for you to reclaim, it's through animation, it's through emotional intensity. It's through emotional intensity. So whatever you have fears about, all of your insecurities, attachments to things, triggers, traumas, judgments you have, these are all signs. These are all your inner, your inner fragment finder saying, giving you the alarm bells, saying, hey, there's something here to learn. There's something here to claim. There's a part of you here that you need to reclaim. There's a part of you here that you were giving your energy to. You're now looking to reclaim within yourself. So I want you to think about what is a fear, an insecurity, a, a, an attachment you have to circumstances or events, some triggers, some traumas, some judgments. What's one thing? What's something that brings up some uncomfortable emotions within you? What's one thing? And recognize that emotional intensity is there for a reason. It's there for a reason. Once again, you can, use this in, you can use this from the area of psychology, meaning when you judge someone, are you really judging that person? You're judging them on a characteristic that you see in yourself, that you disown in yourself. I'll give you a quick example. When I was working in Canada and I was working in a bunch of restaurants, I was triggered by lazy people, people who weren't pulling their weight. Now, was I really judging that person? I wasn't. That person was there and it was an emotional trigger for me, for me to look inside and say, what am I here to reclaim? Obviously, the quote unquote laziness, the characteristics of laziness in them was reminding them of the judgment I have about myself, the side of me that can be lazy, right? So therefore, I have something to learn within me. I was giving my power away to people who were lazy because I was judging myself. So therefore I needed to reclaim that and I need to love the side of me that can relax. Love the side of me that can take it easy for a moment. And when I did that, the, I reclaim that side of me. I start to love that side of me and I'm no longer triggered by anyone else who's quote unquote lazy. This goes for all our fears, insecurities, attachments to circumstances, triggers by other people's behaviors or whatever it may be, traumas, judgments. But it's also the things that excite us, the things that feel like a calling, the things that feel like a pull, the things that just feel light and breezy for us, you know, service, love, intuition, anything we're being pulled towards. This is also this animation, this emotional intensity that's like, man, there's something here. There's something here for me to learn. There's a side of me I need to reclaim. There's a gift here for me. So these are all signals. These are all signals from that inner fragment finder that says there's something to reclaim here so that your soul can become more whole So you can incarnate more of your spirit into this physical incarnation. 
This is the ascension process. Now, I know some of you are thinking, I thought we we're going to talk about business. Weren't we going to talk about marketing? But let me ask you, can you see how important this is to understand on the business journey? The business journey can be used as a tool to advance your spiritual growth. This whole hero's journey you're on to find these different fragments, there's no better way than the, than the path of business. The thing that's like, oh, my God, I have this calling to get out there in the world. But, my God, I have to face some fears, these judgments right? These, these attachments I might have to outcomes, everything that's triggering me for marketing or social media or technology, all while you're following your highest excitement, this calling, this inner pull that says, I'm willing to, I want to make this difference in the world. I'm following my intuition. I'm deepening my levels of love doing it. The business journey can be used as a tool for you to find these fragments of yourself. Do we know what I'm talking about here or is it just me? There's a possibility it could be just me. Hopefully this is making sense. Hopefully you can look at your world right now and start to see where is your emotional intensity? Where is the circumstances generating some animation in you? So you can ask yourself some deeper questions some deeper questions on how is this helping me grow spiritually? Because the more you go on the spiritual path, the more you deepen your level of allowing and surrender, the more you're going to have just deeper levels of love, deeper levels of peace, deeper levels of intuition and guidance. That'll help you on your, on your business journey. That'll help you with your marketing, help you with your communication. It'll help you with the vibration you send to your, um, to your audience and definitely help with the resourcefulness at which you help clients. So I came up with this, these little stages here. CPR for the soul. These are the stages to be aware of. We're in business because at some level we had this excitement. We had this calling of the difference we want to create, right? Some people we feel called to serve. And it feels expansive. This is like your energy going out there. This is the calling. If you haven't recognized the CPR is the acronym for calling, purge, and rebirth. These are the, these are the uh, stages to be aware of. So we have a calling. And if you're here, you've answered the calling. I'm still waiting for my mom to start her business, but hey, she can be here as well. But you've got this calling and starting this business. Now, what happens along the way is you come across your fragments. You come across these, these aspects of yourself to reclaim, right? Which offers a lot of fear, doubt, worry, concern, uncertainty. Now, in order for you to reclaim that side of you, in order for you to reclaim that fragment, to integrate it into your being so that you can become more whole is the purging process. 
And when you do this, this is like the field to heal meditation. So a lot of you know, if you're on this call, I'm going to urge you to meditate. I love meditating in silence. I do it two hours a day, roughly. But one thing that uh, one thing I know is when you take time to do this in a healing, take time to purge, take time to feel fully. It's literally you reclaiming that fragment and healing what needs to be healed within you for you to implement and integrate the deep lessons in your life. If you, have, if you don't have access already, I can give you the online course uh, Spirit in Business. I give that complimentary to everyone in the serving circle. If you haven't gone through it yet, this is what it's all about. So let me know uh, after this or reach out to me if you, if you don't have access to that, I'll give you access to it. Uh, it's, it's literally a short course on everything around this process. So for example, if you have fear around, let's say scarcity around money, if that's, an, if that's an animation for you, if there's an emotional tensity when it comes to money, show of hands. I know you can't, even, you can't really see each other, but I'll have to keep you engaged anyway. If you have an emotional intensity around money, there's something there for you to learn. There's something there for you to feel and integrate. One ways in which we do that is allow yourself to feel the fear, feel the scarcity, feel the lack. And when you breathe and when you feel this fully in your body, you literally heal the pattern within you. You heal the pattern around scarcity, around fear, around whatever it may be, insecurities, if you feel it fully without resistance, without judgment, this is all about the purging process. And what's happening when you feel fully, when you do this work, it's literally your false self, your limited story, your limited self is dying. It's literally dying, falling away, fading away so that you can reclaim and become the deeper truth. I'll tell my story in a little bit, but I want you to recognize that this is a very contraction phase. This is where your energy is contracted within. Can you feel when you're following a calling, when you're following your heart, when you're looking to serve, your energy is out there. You feel connected with everything. Your heart's out there and you're, and you're really looking to expand. But when you're in the purging phase, it's within. Right? It's more the feminine the feminine energy, you go within, you feel fully and your energy is going within so that you can heal your deepest wounds. Now, similar to breathing in and breathing out, which one's more vital, breathing in or breathing out? They're both necessary. You can't breathe out unless you take time to breathe in and vice versa. You can't breathe in unless it takes time to breathe out. It's exactly, exactly right here. Both are necessary. You have this calling to expand and, and, and get out there and be connected with the outside world, but you also have a calling to go within. So that means when you're feeling fear, when you're feeling scarcity, when you're feeling lack, when you're feeling judgment, when you're feeling everything, there's nothing wrong with you. 
you're not doing it wrong. You don't need to be fixed. It's literally the process of purging where you're going within to heal, to heal your deeper wounds, to heal whatever you need to heal in, in terms of the false self, the false self that says who and what I am is what I do, who and what I am is what I have, who and what I am is the opinions of other people, right? My, my safety is found in money. My significance is found in my achievements. These are literally the false self. The false limited stories we have about ourselves are dying. And that's what's happening when you're being triggered by those very things. Once you do that, once you've purged something, you go through the rebirth where you're able to implement the new lessons into this new reality. This could be different beliefs, emotions, decisions, actions. They're all aligned with more of your higher self because energetically more of your higher self, your spirit, your soul has, has come in to be, to be housed in your physical body. And you're now ready to live that deeper truth. Which also means you're ready to implement it in your business, in your marketing, in the way you serve clients. Can we see how this is necessary? And can we also see that all stages are necessary, including the purge? It's the one people fear the most. It's the one people try to avoid the most. But that's where all the healing is. It's probably why I meditate so much. And it's probably why I encourage you guys to meditate so much. What's the next slide I have here? Key questions. So in all of what we've covered here, these are the, some of the key questions to ask yourself. So what feels in my highest excitement? What right now, what feels in my highest excitement? What feels a calling? What feels expansive? When I'm, when I'm following that, what are my fears and insecurities? What fears and insecurities emerge when I'm following this highest excitement? It could be around marketing, could be around judgments, could be around other fears. You know, what are people going to think? What if I make a mistake and I fail? Right, so what does my mind feel will happen? I guarantee you. Whatever your mind fears most is a highway internally into what needs to be seen. What needs to be seen within you. So because of all this, what fragments might, your, what might you be reclaiming? And then how am I integrating this? How am I integrating more of my higher self? It could be deeper levels of love, deeper levels of compassion, deeper levels of surrender. I can guarantee you the more you do this, your levels of surrender, your levels of allowing will heighten. Can't not. Huge part of this process is just surrendering to life. A bit of a sidetrack, but one thing you'll do, one thing you'll notice when you do a lot of this sort of work, you'll find yourself stopping your meditations, your 
law of attraction practices, your prayers, there'll be less around what you can have and more around what, how you can give. Be less around what you can get and more around whatever the welcoming, whatever the universe wants to manifest through you. It's so funny. Carolyn Mace says this a lot, but she's like, people use God like Santa Claus. They're just trying to pray because they're trying to get the things that their mind wants, which can be good to a certain point. But if you're here and you're doing this work deeply, I can guarantee you you're, you're ready for some deeper lessons. And those deeper lessons might welcome in a deeper level of surrender where it's like, man, you know what? A part of me might just surrender to any goals that I set here today. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to welcome whatever the universe wants to manifest through me, including the higher level opportunities, the higher level of grace, the higher level of abundance that your mind can't see. So I'll urge you also, when you set your goals today, also leave a margin for magic. Also leave a margin for magic because you set this and you set the container, but you're also like, man, I'm willing to welcome whatever. Welcome the lessons, welcome anything that might come and also welcome in the higher level opportunities and abundance that your mind can't see. But what if you don't answer these questions? What if you don't go on this, this deeper journey, this deeper spiritual journey where you're giving deeper levels of, uh, deeper levels of meaning to your emotions and what's happening internally? If you avoid this, can you see the trap you'll find yourself in? What if you come up against all your fragments and you're like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to try to design my life so I don't feel it. I'm going to avoid it by going to uh, food or drink or I'm going to overexercise or get distracted by this thing. What happens when you don't welcome in those fragments, those deeper lessons? You don't do the inner healing. What would that do to your energy? What would that do to your business? What would that do to your level of expansion? If you never go on the following your calling, if you never go on the doing the deeper healing and the purging and then integrating the lessons. This is what many people are doing. They're trying to build a business while avoiding their fragments because their fragments are quote unquote uncomfortable. Have we all been there? I know I have, and I believe we're all there at some level. It's just a matter of becoming more and more conscious, right? More and more conscious of it. And I apologize if I'm not checking the chat a lot. But we'll answer some questions in a second. I might open up for questions in a second as well. What's next? I think that's it. What's next? Before I share a bit of my story, I already just did kind of, so I don't know if I'll go into it, but I'll stop sharing my screen. I'll see everyone's beautiful faces. Does anyone have any questions about what we've covered so far? Feel free to raise your hand, unmute yourself. If you have questions, 
of anything that we've covered. So I want to make sure we're all on the same page. I want to make sure everyone's got some, some, deep, uh, some deep reflections going on. Any questions? Are we sure? From show of hands, who here thinks that makes sense? Who here is following? Okay, great. Show of hands, who here has some, some deeper fragments that you notice out in your environment right now? We notice some fears some some insecurities, some doubts, some things that bring up some emotional intensity. Great. And can we see how powerful this can be to, to not only reclaim, but to heal what needs to be healed within us, to heal these inner wounds, right? To heal the, the limiting stories. Important stuff, hey? So we're going to pivot a little bit, shift gears. I'm going to talk more about how this relates to business, how it relates to marketing, how it relates to, uh, you know, moving forward with your business goals. So when we do this, there will be some, there will be some repetitive nature, I bet, with a lot of things that you've already learned. Uh, for some of you, it might be new. For some of you, it might be repetitive. But I can guarantee you, the more you ask yourself these deeper questions, the more you get some insight. So before we move on, I want to sort of allow your mind to relax a little bit with the story of, I've heard this before. Because it's very similar to me when I meditate in silence. I do it, you know, like I said, roughly two hours a day. I don't go into a meditation and say, I've done this before. I've sat in silence before. Right? It's like I go there because there's deeper stuff every single time. Every single time. And same with you. When you ask yourself questions about your, your niche, questions about your message, questions about your audience, questions about you know your, your particular goals there's always something deeper so i urge you to be open and uh and see if you can tighten some things up because you have an open mind all right how are we going for time i think we're going well for time i'm not sure i've never gone through this presentation before <laughs> let's see how we go hey all right an example I can give just very quickly about my story here is when I left my job. So when I left my job, I was working at a restaurant a couple of days a week and I was also building my coaching business. And then while I was meditating all the time, I kept getting this pull that said, leave the job. Leave the job. It's no longer in your highest excitement. It's no longer uh, a calling for you. You're now, being, you're now expanding to something new. Now, I wasn't making money and I wasn't making much money either, the coaching or the, or the, at the restaurant. So what fears do you think came up? What if I go broke? What if I fail? What are other people going to think? What if I move back in with my mom? And then she hates me. We get on each other's nerves. Hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> doesn't mean it won't happen. 
Who knows, right? But let's think about this. I was being called. And then as I was being called, all of the insecurities came up that needed to be healed within me. As you're called, you will bring up all of the uncertainty, the fears, the doubts, the worries, the concerns that need to be healed in order for you to follow that calling. In order for you to go on that hero's journey. So I had to sit with this. I imagine going broke. I imagine failing. I imagine the judgments from other people. I imagine the confusion of, oh my God, do I need to get another job? And I felt it in my body. And as I felt it in my body, as I, as I held a loving safe space for it, I started loving the side of me who could go broke. I started loving the side of me who could fail. And as I started loving more and more sides of me and holding a loving safe space for it, what do you think happened to the emotional intensity? Started drifting away, started fading away. Literally the false self that says my safety is in my money was fading away. Does anyone else has this, have the story that their safety is found in their money? That their security is found in finances? What I started learning was that I am my safety. If I am the source of every dollar I've ever made, that means I'm my safety, right? As Michael Beckwith would say, I'm the apple tree creating apples. And if apples are the finances, I don't get obsessed about the apples. I get obsessed and, and proud about the fact that I'm the apple tree creating the apples. So that means I'm my safety. And that's what I was reclaiming. I was reclaiming the truth, the deeper truth that who and what I am is safety. And as, as soon as I healed that side of me, that wound within me, as soon as I started to live that deeper truth, that's when I was able to have the, the resourcefulness necessary to provide that energy for my business, for my clients, to serve at a higher level. Because I was no longer marketing. I was no longer selling. I was no longer serving from a place of, I need to make money to feel safe. I was now doing it from a place of, I'm going to be safe no matter what. I am safety. Therefore, let's just serve. Let's just do whatever I feel is in my highest excitement, however I feel called to serve, including putting on calls like this. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't come up again. The healing process is not linear. The healing process is scattered all over the place. It's not linear. It's circular, it's in spirals. It comes back time, time again. It'll just have less intensity. But this is the journey. But can you see within yourself that you're being called to something? Therefore, the uncomfortable emotions are coming up because there's something to be healed there. There's a fragment that's ready to be reclaimed. So that 
you can follow the calling and you can do what's necessary and you can learn the deeper lessons and you can integrate that in your life and you can serve at a higher level. Making sense? Good stuff. So, setting your goals. While I go into setting goals, while I go into marketing, while I go into creating your message and your offers, notice what comes up in you. Notice what comes up. Notice if your emotional intensity is there. Notice if there's some fears, some uncomfortable emotions. If you're attached, notice what comes up. There will be a fragment there for you to reclaim, for you to sit with, for you to purge, for you to heal. Once again, I can give you access to the Spirit in Business course. Many of you have done it. Many of you have messaged me saying all the insights and guidance you got from it. So thank you. But it's important to realize here, we're not setting the goal to become attached to the outcome. You are not your outcome. Your worthiness is not your outcome. Your safety is not your outcome. We set a goal here because it provides the container for your spiritual growth. Because many people are trying to build their business and just going airy-fairy through it. And then they realize they're trying to go through it in a comfortable way, right? They're trying to go through it in a way that where they're avoiding their fragments. And as soon as you set a goal, fragments come up, right? You're faced with some deep fears, insecurities, worries, concerns. That's what I'm here for, to make you feel uncomfortable. Because if you surrender to it, welcome it, allow it, that's where the healing is. So you set a goal to provide the container for your growth. So this is, uh, these are some concepts I've learned not only from my spiritual teachers, but also through business courses like Sam Ovens, James Wedmore, um, you know, Jim Fortin, a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys, um, you know, Tony Robbins and Jay Abraham, especially, a lot of these things I'm sort of bringing together um, and sort of, and so a lot of you might have heard this before, uh, but one thing I like to do is set at least a 90-day goal. That's, you know, once every quarter, and that's the case because if you set a, a, a goal every quarter, you know there's some at least some sort of generating of income and some sort of getting out there and creating an impact for each quarter, at least each quarter. So this is the sort of the task. The keynote is to put this on the calendar. So right now, set a goal. It doesn't have to be perfect. This is about progress, not perfection. But what do you have in the form of a, at least 90 days, at least a 90 day goal. It can be 30, it can be 60, but 90 day goal. That's an income goal and an impact goal. So you might have $15,000 in the next 90 days or 
you might have $50,000 or $100,000, whatever it may be. And I'm going to serve this many clients, for example. What is a goal for you that feels expansive? What feels exciting? What feels like to achieve it? I'm going to look back and say, man, I had to grow. I had to expand. Once again, it doesn't have to be perfect. What you're going to do is you're going to get out this thing called your phone. And you're going to put it on the online calendar. So when you put it on the online calendar, you got a time, you got a date, you got the goal. And we're going to reach this amount of income. I'm going to make this impact. That could be, I'm going to serve this many clients. I'm going to, you know, make this difference. I'm going to, reach this many people i'm going to donate to you know this amount to this charity whatever it is what feels calling for you in terms of a, an impact goal once again they they create an impact on each other the more income the more impact the more impact the more income they can be used as a tool for you to be on this soul's journey on this soul's mission for you to expand your business and, and make a difference So we all got something? We all feeling good? I hope not. I hope many of you are sitting in your fear. That's secretly what I'm hoping. All right. So the psychology of this. I want you to imagine it's the day of your achievement. It's the day of your goal. You've looked back for the last 90 days. You think, holy shit, my God, I can't believe I just created this. I'm looking at my bank account. The income's there. I'm looking at the, the testimonials. I'm looking at the uh, messages from my clients and holy crap, they're thrilled. They're thriving. They're loving it. They're asking how do they get more. I've already donated this amount to this charity or I've, I've, you know, I've reached 300, 1,000, 20,000 people and they've all got this deep message. So I want everyone to just for a moment breathe into that. Breathe into the reality that you've just achieved it. Look back on your life, the last 90 days, 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, and think, my God, what a crazy ride. 90 days ago, I was on this call with this crazy guy with his ginger beard. And he got me to set this thing. Now I've achieved it. Now I've actually brought this into my reality. Now step into that, step into that reality 
and breathe in that feeling. Breathe in that vibration. You've already achieved it. Imagine getting up that morning, putting your feet on the floor, being like, man, this is what I created. This is my reality. What else is possible? What do I have to be thankful for? What am I now going to focus on? What am I now going to appreciate? How am I going to spread this vibration, this love, this positivity and energy? Notice the stories that you're now telling yourself around what's possible, around who and what you are, the different meanings you're going to have around these unconscious emotions that came up along the way. Breathe into that. I want to ask you the question, who's this version of you? Who's this identity? If you can give this side of you a name, a nickname, this identity, this side of you, this version of you who's already achieved it, feel into that side of you. And looking back on the last 90, 60, 30 days, from already achieving it, looking back, ask yourself, what did I do? How did I get here? How did I get here? What did I do that was different? What did I commit to myself? What did I believe? What stories did I let go of? What fears did I face? What truth did I live? Once again, what did I do that was different? What actions did I take to get me here? So I'll give you guys just a moment to write that down. Continue to breathe, continue to feel in your heart and write down any insights you might've had. While you do that, also ask you some deeper questions. What is it that you're really after? So once again, what did you do that was different? But also, what is it that you're really after? When it comes to achieving this income goal, this impact goal, living this way, becoming this person, what is it that you're really after? I'll give you a hint. It's not the money. What does that money bring you? What is, it, what is the reach in terms of clients give you? What does it bring you? What, ex, what experience do you have? What will it make you feel? What fears are you looking to overcome? Who's the example you want to be? 
What fragments, what sides of you have you reclaimed? So this is important. It's important to realize, why am I really doing this? What's the real reason? Because when it comes down to a feeling, when it comes down to an experience, the thing is you want to live in that vibration now. The mistake many, many people are making, including myself at times, is the, the belief that the, the goals out there, the goals in the future, therefore I have to go after it. And while I go after it, I'm going to become that person. I'm sure you know the secret the key is to live that way now. You have to live in that vibration now in order to be energetically aligned to achieve it, energetically aligned to attract it, but also energetically aligned for you to become the version of you who's resourceful enough to overcome the challenges necessary. This is where your identity shifts. If you're, that, if you're already the version of you who's achieved it, you'll become vibrationally aligned with the side of you who's already done it. Therefore, it, it seeps into your identity. I'm the kind of person who achieves this. This is now normal. It's now normal for me in my reality to make this money. All right, so a lot of people in my program are setting the goal of reaching at least 5 to 10K months consistently. And so the vibration, the vibration that's aligned is I'm that now. I'm the kind of person who can generate $10,000 in a month consistently. That's who and what I am. So therefore, my thoughts and beliefs, my emotions, and my actions are already aligned with that. So can you feel even the shift here in setting a goal Stepping into the vibration of already achieving it, can you start to imagine your life different? Can you start to imagine the relationship you have with your emotions in a different way? And also the actions and decisions you make are different. It's now aligned with who you're becoming, who you're becoming in terms of who you're evolving into by stepping into that vibration now. It's making sense. Hands up, who has any questions? I see you're taking plenty of notes. Good stuff. No questions? I mean, surely. Jeff has his hand up. Jeff. Oh, it went down. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe just waving. Jeff, do you have a question? Um, I have a question. Okay, go for it. Um, first of all, I do want to say a big fat thanks, Tyson, because this is really um, enlightening and amazing, like what you're doing. And this whole um, workshop so far has been really good. Um, my question is that, you know, like, 
I obviously like I hear it in a lot of places that what you want to attract, you have to be living in that vibration and that alignment now like you can't be imagining a goal and saying that you know exactly what you said that the goal is out there for me to grab mm -hmm. but you have to live it and feel it and breathe it mm -hmm. but um and again you know like when i meditate or when i um i am doing things every day i try to live with that alignment but sometimes there's a conflict in my head which is that but i don't have it so how do i live with the feeling that i have it so um, do you have any tips or insights on that? Or is that something that you felt and you overcame that as well? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. We all feel it. We, we all feel <laughs> it because this is, this is part of the healing process, but it's a great question. Because um, when, when you start to meditate and you start to do all of this, what will happen is what will come up will be the very things that we'll need to heal, right? So... Some people think, okay, my goal's out there. Let's say it's $10,000 this month. So my goal's out there and it's like, oh my God, how do I feel it and live it when it's not here yet? But here's really what the pattern is coming up to be healed. The pattern is the pattern that values your external world compared to your internal world. It's the pattern that says, I need to see it to believe it. I need to see it to feel it, right? So you're pro it's the side of you that prioritizes your external world compared to your internal world. And so that's sort of what's healing. What's coming up, the side of you that's coming up to be seen and to be healed is the side of you that doesn't believe it because you can't see it. Let me ask you, when you have this goal achieved, what is it that you want to experience? What is it that you want to feel? What is it that you want to believe? What is the deep levels of experience you want to have with life? <clears throat> yes, I've been thinking about that um, on how life is a journey, not a destination, like exactly the same with this goal. For example, um, when I do become a certified life coach and I've launched my business, um, I want to build a community and how that will make me, and I, of course I want to serve clients and how that will make me feel is, um, you know, like that it'll basically in a nutshell, make me feel really content and satisfied that I'm serving my life has a purpose and it has a meaning mm -hmm. and I love to inspire others. So I'm sharing that gift with others and I've been able to impact however many lives mm -hmm. in a good way. If I have, like if I have in any way at all. Um, and I think that's really how it's going to make me feel at a deeper level. But of course, along with that, there's another personal satisfaction, which is that I wanted to do it and I proved it to myself that I did it. Okay. That, you know, I made a successful business or I could create a community of people or I could um, change or impact some lives. So it's that satisfaction at a personal level. Perfect. Who here, for a show of hands, who here also wants to have the feeling of having this deep level of mission, of purpose, of passion? Who here wants to sort of, who here wants to achieve that, wants to live that way? Awesome. Now, Denise has the sort of surprise face as her emoji. I don't know what that means, but I guess that's a yes. <laughs> 
anyway, well, uh, when you have this, when you have this belief, when you have this feeling like, man, my life really has a purpose. I have a mission. I have something that I want to create, right? This is, this is what you can experience. And what you're starting to let go of is the story that I need to achieve what my mind thinks should happen in order for me to experience this, right? So your mind will say, yeah, 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 you can feel that, but you have to achieve this first. What you're starting to learn and welcome in is the realization, like I can have a deep level of experience. Like, do you think people who like yogis who meditate, or let's say, let's say, you know, ancient masters who meditate, can they feel a level of abundance, a level of freedom, a level of meaning, mission, purpose by sitting in a garden next to a tree? Right? Definitely. Definitely. This is what we can experience now. Oh, yeah. Question. Yeah, I got one question. What's your take on like because to be honest like those things like they they don't do anything for me anymore like having you know the clients having all this stuff like i know it's not the thing that's going to make me happy or a thing that's going to change my life yeah it's like being happy and content with having absolutely nothing because those things can be taken in any way at any time at any form so it's like would you say learning how to be happy with what you have brings more in manifesting what you, what just comes, you know what I mean? What's your experience with that? Definitely. I think everyone's got a different, uh, everyone has a different path in terms of what feels expansive to them at the moment. So some people have in there, it feels expansive for them to set a goal and go after it and achieve it. And a lot of people, it will feel it will feel expansive to them because they've, they've probably never set goals before. They they would have, but they might have, you know, half done it or half committed to it. But now it feels in their expansion. They're reclaiming a side of them, reclaiming a side of them that they've disowned by setting a goal and being like, I'm committing to this 100%. Whereas some people that might be in their expansion, they may be addicted to outcomes and circumstances and they've they've built the muscle of achievement where it's now in their expansion and it's now in their, they now need to reclaim the side of them that isn't so attached to outcomes and so attached to achievements. And therefore it's in their expansion to be like, you know what, let's let this go. Let's let this go and breathe right. for a little bit. Let's let this go and let's sit in the void for a bit. Let's sit. Yeah. Cause it was like, whatever. Like, when I stopped like looking for clients, they would start to come and I just enjoyed what I did. It was just like, Oh, and then it just kind of happened, you know? Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Hey. And it's, it's, it's such a good level of expansion as well to be like, you know what, when I, when I let go of this, what happens is actually more comes to me. And that's why yeah. when we also set goals. We also leave that margin for magic where we set the goal, but we can also surrender to this doesn't mean anything about me. And in fact, I can mm-hmm. welcome in so much more. This is just setting a container. Right, it's sitting in a container you, for a particular part. Would you say sometimes that, like, I'm curious to hear your experience with sometimes, say, if you're not getting the goal or the clients met, it's almost like universe or God's way to get us to feel the 
fear the pain so that we can vibrate at a higher level. Totally. Totally. I think everything happens for a reason. Everything that we feel and experience on this journey um, is a way for at some level for us to become more whole so that we can love more deeply. That's really what I, that's really what I found. Um, not only with me, but you know, the hundreds of people I've worked with in, in, in this, this short period of time is really been every single thing has offered them a deep level. It's just a matter of going inward and being introspective and saying, what am I learning here? What's the deep lessons? What's what fragments of me am I integrating in myself? And how do I, how do I integrate that into my life? And it's, it really yeah. is a deep, deep reflection. Cause it's like, if, if the universe were to like give you all the clients and everything, and then, you know, you're like, we are attached to that. Well, we wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't probably serve us because then it would be the same cycle of like, ah, oh, now I'm back to where I feel if my clients get taken away or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got it. Oh, cool. You got it spot on. Uh, we'll move on for a, minute, a moment because I've got a few more slides in, uh, to learn, you know, to cover some topics for the, the marketing, the, the messaging, creating offers, this sort of thing. And then hopefully at the end, we'll also have some more time for questions, Q&As, that sort of thing. I also want to see who, if you guys want to have accountability buddies, we'll organize that as well. So that'll be fun. All right, moving on. So marketing. So obviously business at times is not comfortable, but it's pretty simple. All right, it's not comfortable all the time, but it's generally pretty simple. It, what it is is solving problems for people. You find a problem that exists out there in the world, a problem that already exists, right? Or a thing that people already want. You create it and you give it to them. That's, that's what business is. If, you're, if you have a business right now, you're in the business of solving problems. So it's a matter of looking out there in the world, seeing what problem already exists, or what people are already asking for and they're making that happen, giving it to them, creating the solution and giving it to them. That's what it is. That's the simple piece. So how do we do this? This is what we'll be talking about in the next, uh, the next section. So it's finding that person and learning about them. So doing the market research. So it's like you sort of have the world out there and you're doing the research to learn these to learn these uh, these these key components. Then once you study that all out there, you come up with a hypothesis. You like for my clients, I call this the serving scientist. It's the side of you who is the scientist where you study, where you're obsessed with trying to find these answers. You're obsessed with looking for things, looking for patterns looking for the data, but you're doing it from a place of service, a serving scientist. You're doing it from a place of service, from a place of love, place of compassion, place of resourcefulness. And you're doing it, the hypothesis you're coming up with 
your three components, the message, the offer, and the result. So you put out a hypothesis that says, if I put out this message to this person and I offer them this thing to help them get this result, is it going to be effective? That's all you're doing. You're looking at your niche. You're looking at this segment of the market. You're saying, hey, if I put out this message to them and I offer them this thing to help them get this result, how will they respond? You're like, cool, well, let's create that message. Let's communicate. Let's think about how we can communicate this message. Communicate it for the problem that they have right now the transformation that they want to achieve or the outcome or result they want to achieve and the vehicle, meaning how we're going to get them there, right? The vehicle is how we take someone from A to B. So if I was to communicate, how can I communicate the problem they have right now with the transformation they want to, they want to have and also communicate the vehicle that's going to help them get there how can I communicate that? That's the message. And then once you come up with the hypothesis, once you come up with the message, you go out there and you test it. And then you start sharing the message. You start putting it on your, whatever you have, you know, whatever you have at your disposal. You may have Facebook groups, your Facebook personal page or a business page or an Instagram or social media for, um, for YouTube and videos, you might have a blog, you might have uh, an in-person community, you might have, you know, forums, groups, online groups, whatever you want. You put out that message to people, you might just text message 10 people. Whatever it is, you share the message. And then with that message, if they're interested, you present them with the offer that you're hypothesizing. And then as you do that, you rinse and repeat. You put out the message, you test and tweak, you see what works, you see what doesn't work, you learn, you grow, you evolve. You, you, you go back to the hypothesis, you test the message, you test the offer. You find different ways to communicate and you get more feedback. You get more data, you get more uh, ways to test and tweak until you're getting you're more and more tight with your, your communication, you're more and more tight with your offer, more and more tight with the clients that are jumping in for your programs and your courses, and you're serving them at a higher level, you're learning from them, and you just rinse and repeat. And there's going to be one or two things with each time you put out the message. You're either one, going to achieve the outcome, or two, you're going to learn the lessons needed. The real trick here is being just as okay with either option. Is it true sometimes we get more growth from the lesson than from the desired outcome? And if you're here to serve, if you're here to serve in business, you're in it for the long haul. You're willing to go through the lessons that are needed, not only internally, but also externally in terms of your market and your research, your clients, 
you're willing to go through the lessons that are necessary. And once again, you do it from a place of love, a place of compassion. You do it from curiosity, from generosity. This is all for service. So you're either going to achieve the outcome or learn the lessons needed, and you're just as okay with either or. That's what we're here for. So I'm not sure how many of you do market research, but this is what, this is a key component. If you're not willing to do the research, then it's just going to be really spraying a message and just praying what lands. It's being effective with doing your market research. Once again, from a place of service, but this is where you this is where you're in the laboratory coming up with your hypothesis before putting it out into the world for testing it so you can use search engines like google youtube articles online groups forums all these things you can do it through real i say here real conversations meaning jumping on the phone with people really getting to know them really getting to understand them So you can in uh, in your in the groups. Do I have that here? Anyway, with the search engines, beautiful, beautiful tools that you can use. My coach Christina Lopes. I'm not sure how many of you watch her on YouTube. She's got a huge YouTube channel, and I'm now a, a head coach for her online program, um, which has been awesome. And. As a bit of service exchange, so I'm being head coach for, for her clients because there's 700 people in her course right now and she needs help with a lot of their um, people going through their spiritual development. So I'm a coach there. But one thing she did for me was jump on Zoom with me and talk me through how she structured her, her, um, structures her YouTube channel. Now, Christina Lopes got over 300,000 uh, subscribers. It's growing by about 20,000 each month. And her contents is extremely helpful. She honed me for about two hours, basically yelling at me to do the market research. It's what matters most. It's what houses, it's what builds up your message. It's what builds up your communication. It's what builds up your audience. It's where you give them what matters most. It's when you serve them at a higher level and you offer them the things that no one else is offering them. When you understand your market, when you understand the client, when you understand your ideal avatar deeper than anyone knows them, deeper than they know themselves, that's when you're able to offer them something that is irresistible. You're able to be creative and resourceful with offering content and, and offering courses and programs that are specifically for them and you do it through understanding them. I'm not going to yell at you for two hours. Well, I am in a way, but not about this. But here's the things you want to search. What they really want. The main challenges they're facing, mistakes they're making, common beliefs they have. So in YouTube, in Google, in some whatever search engine, if you type in your avatar, you'll start to get articles. 
you start to get indications, some articles, some things that you can really use. The reason being is because they've done the research for you. The hard yards have been taken because when you search for something, let's say you're, um, you're helping women, you're helping first time mums lose weight. You type in Google, uh, first time mum struggles, or you type in first time, even if you type in first time mums, you will get a, you will get an indication from the, uh, from the suggested, uh, the suggested toolbar, what people are already searching. In the articles that have come up in Google or in the top videos that come up in YouTube, they are the ones that people are already watching. It's ranked highly on Google because people went to the, the article and spent the most time on it. So therefore you can assume that that article has the answers that they were looking for. But even on the videos, even in the articles, looking at the comments, searching through and seeing what are the, what are the uh, patterns that people are saying? What are the reactions people are saying? What are the things that they want that are, they're not being served right now? Being able to search your niche, you go on a, a, a rabbit hole of going down. This is what my, this is what my niche, this is the problem that they're, they're, they're having. This is the pain point they have. Let's click on that and let's go to all the related searches. Let's go to down the bottom. Hey, people also searched this. And then let's click on this video. Let's look at all the comments. The, you know, there can be hundreds of comments on particular videos. Let's look at what people are saying. Oh, this person said um, they, they can't lose weight because of this belief. All right, let's look up that belief in search engine, see what comes up, see if people are searching for it. And what you'll find is not only the, the language they use, you won't only find the challenges that they're facing, but you'll find the beliefs and misconceptions that are keeping them there. And that's the key when it comes to your content. If you can talk to the misbeliefs, misconceptions that they have that are keeping them stuck and that they don't even know they're making. Like for example, in my world and helping people with their online courses and online programs, a lot of people have the belief like they need to build the program and then go sell it. But they can spend three, six, nine months building a course that no one wants and then it just wastes a lot of time. Whereas what I love doing and what my clients do is they, they build the course while people go through it. So they sell the course so that people know they want it. And then they build a course as people are going through it. Now that's a mistake or, or, or belief that people don't even know they have. So you can use all of this data to build your message, create an offer, see if it's the result they want, and then put it out there into the world. I think that makes sense to many of you. Show of hands, is making sense? Okay, cool. 
when it comes to your communication and your message, your communication that conveys why your vehicle is the best option for them. Once again, this is not convincing someone of something they don't want. That's why when you do your research, you're finding out what they already want. So you found out, okay, first time mums want to lose 20 pounds, 10 kilos, whatever it is. You find, ah, oh, there's so many people searching and, and, and first time mums are struggling to, to find uh, ways to, to lose this weight. You're not going to jump on and try to convince them to, you know, whatever, to start, start eating soft drink. They don't want that. You're not going to try to convince them to run a marathon. They don't want that. They want to lose the, the, the 20 pounds. So you're not trying to convince anyone of anything that they don't want to do. You're just tapping into the market. They're already of their desires, already of their pain points, already of their challenges. So your message is around who's the person? Who's the avatar? Who's that one person? All right, what's the problem, the pain point? What's the result? What's the transformation? What's the vehicle that's going to get them there? And the beliefs and misconceptions that are keeping them stuck. This is the uh, these are the questions I was describing before. I was I was tapping to before, where when you ask yourself these questions, you can always find ways to tighten it, always ways to dive in deeper. There's always ways to make it more clear, more simple, more compelling. I'm always chopping and changing my message to try to get it more specific, to try to get it more tangible, try to get it more clear. I put it out and I test it and I see what people are going to, how people are going to react. Now, if you're confused right now, great. If you're, if you're frustrated right now, great. If you're feeling excited, great. No matter what you're feeling, it's perfect right now. Can we see how beneficial this is? Your... This is really, this is what I started noticing. Your communication is where you help people transform. This is why it's so important for the market research and to work on your communication is because when you put out a message and someone's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. And then you allow them to take a call to action. That's where the transformation begins. It's not, it's not necessarily in your course, your programs, right? Your videos that where people really transform. They transform here in the first piece of your message, the first piece of your communication, reaching out to them that says, hey, if you're a mom that wants to lose 20 pounds, you might be struggling with this. But as you're struggling with this, it might be because of this belief and misconception you have, right? 
And so your communication is saying, hey, you're struggling with this and you want to achieve this. You might be stuck here because of this misbelief and misconception. And that's why I've created this vehicle that's going to take you from here to here. The more you can convey that in a very simple, very clear way, the more you can speak their language and you can do it from a place of compassion, a place of service and a place of heart. That'll be a real vibration that'll help you share your message. So I'm happy to go into questions in a minute because we're almost done. But I want to lastly, hang on, what have I got here? I'll talk about the offer in a, in a little bit. This is important. Put it out there and test it. And whatever channels you have right now, and keep track of the feedback. Whatever you have in the form of groups, forums, you know, in-person stuff, you always you will have right now some channels to put out a message. You just have to be resourceful enough to make it happen. You have to be resourceful enough to make it happen. Trish, you raise your hand. Do you have a question? Yeah. Are you ready for questions right now? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Um, so I've been, I've been uh, resistant to the ICA. Not that I haven't done it. I have, but I'm just not loving that it take. well, let's put it this way. I'm not loving the way that the, some of the ICAs that are out there as a template, for example, um, really, you know, force you to refine down to so many of the physical uh, indicators of your of your ideal customer, right? So for example, it, you know, yes, it also talks about how they're feeling and that kind of stuff. And I'm okay with that. ICA's ideal customer avatar, Deb. Um, so, so where I've been challenged is, is that, you know, in my space, for example, I don't want to differentiate between men and women. I know my, I know my age group, so I'm, I'm good with the age group but I don't want to differentiate between men and women. I don't want to work specifically with one or the other. I want to work with leaders. So, so there's an element for me that it feels like it should be more energetic in nature than this. Let's nail it down to they live in the Northeast of the United States and they have brown hair and they're, they're a male. Like it just, it feels like it doesn't, it, it's, it's possible that it's a, a resistance that I have. It feels like a resistance to, to it not being aligned. For me, it doesn't feel aligned to nail it down to such a degree. And I understand the whole premise. I get the Lululemon story. I know the more I refine it, the more I attract other people. I don't want to go into the market and say, I only work with women or I only work with men. I don't want to do that. Right. And the great thing is you don't have to, right? You don't have to. Uh, it's, it's, it's like what matters most is also your, your vibration. We're all feeling, we need to feel called to to this particular avatar here's the thing you don't feel called to everyone like i said you feel called for leaders absolutely right? and i can differentiate who, I, who i'm called to absolutely but not by these traditional ica models yeah, no, 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 don't worry about that no, no don't okay worry about that. okay good yeah, here's, yeah. Here's, good, good. The, here's the thing when it comes to all strategy you can throw it out the window if you don't feel aligned 
right? You can throw it out the window if you if it, it doesn't feel aligned. If your heart feels called to something else, but then a strategy says follow it this way, I'm always follow your heart. I'm always follow your heart because your heart is guiding you to something your mind can't see. Your mind's trying to follow strategy sometimes from a place of safety, as we discussed before. But I'm all for whatever feels most expansive for you, whatever feels most expansive, uh, whatever feels most scary to your mind, but feels so aligned with your heart. Like you said, you don't have to, you can, you can serve men and women, but you can break down, okay, what kind of leaders do I want to serve? Is it leaders online? 100%. Is it leaders, is it leaders yeah. in an organization? Okay. In that, in that organization, what sort of, what's, who are they leading? You know, what kind of leaders do they want to become? Like there's so many ways we can, we can break down the ideal, the, the avatar, but you can break it down in the way that feels aligned energetically for you and in a way that you feel called to serve, right? Don't worry about the hair color. Cool. <laughs> I just, and I, I know like what was driving me crazy was that, you know, I know that that's the work I need to do. And yet I've been so resistant to it, not out of a desire to not do the work because it didn't feel right. I'm like, you know, I don't care about their hair color. What I care about is have they, you know, have they been humbled enough to be able to step into the work? Like, that's what I care about, right? I don't care if they have curly hair or brown hair or like, I don't care. I, are you ready? Have you, are you ready to put your ego on the back burner? That's what I need to know. So th thank you. That's, that's all I need is, you know, well, permission. Cool. Great. <laughs> awesome. Good to hear. I've got a few, a couple more, a couple more slides. And then we'll open up for more Q&A. We'll open up for some hot seats if you guys like. I'm happy to stay above the two hours if you guys want. Um, we'll see what happens. So aiming for progress over perfection. This is where, this is the key. The key is, the aim is for progress, not perfection. You, many of you will get stuck in the belief, like I can't put it out yet because I still need to work on it. It's just a thing that we do. It's a thing that happens. But that's why your aim is for progress. Even a tiny piece of progress. That's your aim rather than perfection. I'm going to move on now. Hopefully you've, that, that lesson's landed. But always be open for feedback and always test and tweak and always track the feedback. That's why those of you who are in my program, we give out that Excel spreadsheet. The Excel spreadsheet is just allows you to keep track of everything that you've come up with your market research. If you're not tracking it, how do you measure it? All right, the offer. Something that you're offering. So you have your message in your communication. You've now got their attention and you've built that up from your market research and now you're willing to give them an offer. This is the ask. This is in exchange for something. This for that. So what's an irresistible offer? These are some things to think about. Something that's extremely high value and very low risk. Being very resourceful with that particular uh, question of how can I make this extremely valuable with very low risk? In order to know that, we need to know their objections for not taking the offer, all right? 
is it does it take too much time does it cost too much money uh what if it's not what i wanted and i'm you know a month into it right what if um something happens and i need to bail out what if i don't like the content that's in the course what if i jump in there and i've already learned it before what if i don't get the outcome the transformation the results what are the objections that you're hearing what are the common objections that your that your audience might have to buying your stuff then how do we relieve those objections that's part of your offer Here's what I love. What would make them feel like they're ripping you off? And this is the typo. What would make them feel like you're ripping them off? Should, it should be the other way around. <laughs> what would make them feel like they're ripping you off? Like they're getting such a good deal. They're getting such a good deal. They're like, this is a no-brainer. I can't believe you're giving this to me. Even just as a thought experiment, what would give that energy? Just think about how, how much you would present that. Think of the energy you would present that. Now, also an irresistible offer, one way to think about it is where the cost of inaction is so much greater than the, than the investment of your program or your course. The cost of them not taking the, the, the action is so much greater in the, for their health, for their emotional life, for their relationships, for their finances, for their hobbies, for their business, whatever it is, where the cost of not taking action is so much more than the investment of the program. So these are some things you can think about. Many of you know when clients jump into my course, I give them a whole month and say, hey, this, this whole month, you're going to jump in, you're going to get access to everything. You're going to get access to the online course, you're going to access to group coachings to, to a week, and you're going to get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. I'm not sure how long that's going to last, but the one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you get as many calls as you want, but after the month, if it's not exactly what you thought, if you're not happy with the results, if you're not happy, you know, completely blown away with the transformations and the, the, the things you're achieving, then I'm happy to give the investment back. The reason being is I don't want people in the course who aren't energetically aligned, who aren't fit, who aren't getting the results. So what matters to me is the transformation. What matters to me is your sales expansion. If that's not happening, uh, well, you'd rather use that investment for something else that is aligned. What are some things you can put in place that relieve the objections of your, of your audience, of your prospects who are jumping into your course? Just some things to think about. So to reach your goal, how many offers do you need to make? How many conversations do you need to have? 
to reach your goal, to serve this many clients, how many offers do you need to make? come up with something that you think just intuitively you think some people feel like if i have uh you know if i want three clients i'll probably need to jump on anywhere between you know 12 to 15 calls or 10 10 to 12 calls put out that many offers how many conversations do you feel like you need to have how many offers do you feel like you need to make Now, this is the challenge with you being creative, with you being resourceful. How do you be creative with the current, with the current resources at your disposal? How do you be resourceful, creative, fun, playful, passionate, energetic enough where you can use those resources to generate this amount of, this amount of offers, to generate this amount of conversations? And seeing this as a challenge to help you grow. Every single challenge when it comes to business, finances, marketing is a challenge for you to expand. It's a challenge for you to grow. It's a challenge for you to evolve into the version of you who you're becoming. Can we feel that? Can you feel cold? Do you feel called to become someone new, to evolve into the next version of yourself and using this challenge to evolve in that way, to face these fears, to face these insecurities, to face these doubts and to evolve into the version of you who's operating from a place of more truth, more and more deep levels of love, more and more deep levels of compassion, of true service, deeper levels of surrender and allowing. So how is this challenge helping you grow? Can you feel the energy change as soon as you ask that question? Because when we learn strategies, trust me, I've been, I've been learning this a lot, teaching this a lot, and I can feel the energy shift when we're learning strategies and your mind goes straight to the question, how do I do this right? Have we felt that here? Oh my God, how do I find these right answers? How do I do this right? How do I do it the right way? And you're, it's, it's very mind-driven. It can Strategies very quickly drift into your mind, but then we go back into our heart and say, how is this helping me grow? How is this helping me grow? So I can serve at a higher level. Time to think about. This is why offers matter most. One of the key components is no one's ever made money with a bad offer. No one's ever jumped on and said, oh my God, that offer. I don't like it. There's so much risk. They've conveyed very, very little uh, reward. I feel, I feel uncertain about it. I think I'm going to take it. Doesn't happen too often. 
but with an irresistible offer coupled with really tight communication, really effective communication. That's when it can work. That's when it will work on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. You can work on any platform as long as it makes sense, as long as energetic, as long as that's where your people are. If you put out a communication, you've got a form of communication that's effective and you present an offer that's irresistible, that's specifically for them, that is conveyed, that's going to help them get from A to B. And if it doesn't, there's no risk. That's how this becomes a lot of fun. Moving on, your tasks. This is where we bring out our scheduler again. This is what I recommend to you. This is your this is what I offer you. This is this is your challenge. If you really want to take this to the next level, if you really want to implement this, if you really want to get the results and achieve the outcome, this is what I recommend. One is to schedule each day, schedule daily your meditation, because therefore you'll be taking the space to do your inner purge, to do your inner healing, to reclaim those sides of you to welcome in your higher self, to reclaim those fragments. That's what's necessary is to sit in silence, sit in meditation, do your deep practice. If you're just starting out, here's what I recommend. Sit down for an uncomfortable period of time for your ego. Whatever your ego freaks out about and says, I can't sit for that long, sit for that long that's what i would recommend if you don't know what the hell to do or any time frame go for 30 minutes 30 minutes a day and you have the mentality instead of trying to fit meditation into your day revolve your day around your meditation that's what i've been doing uh and I know I don't have kids and I don't have many responsibilities and I'm just a loose cannon at times, but the two hours a day, that's by being my mentality for two and a half years is two and two hours a day. My day is going to revolve around my meditation. That's my, that's my commitment. I've seen everything else start to shift. Everything will shift externally because of that work you do. I also recommend at least twice per month. I've got it scheduled in my uh, calendar weekly, but to do at least a form of market research consistently from a place of service, you need to fall in love with serving your clients. You need to fall in love with getting to know them. So schedule at least 30 minutes. You can do an hour every two weeks having the service to go in and, and learn more about your clients that you love serving. Also schedule, probably I recommend this week, but if not next week, sit down with your journal, sit down with a, you know, on your laptop or computer and come up with some form of communication. Just start to brainstorm ways to make it more clear, more effective, more efficient, more compelling. So schedule that. 
schedule the time when you're going to sit down and work on your communication. I've learned many things that, you know, from Donald Miller and, you know, a lot of different copywriting things. I mean, I'm looking at a copywriting book now called Breakthrough Copywriting. Like there's a lot of things you can work on in your communication. Take time, put some time in the calendar to work on that. Some other things to schedule. When you're going to share this message to when you're going to put it out there. And then how you're going to do your outreach. How you're going to outreach to the people who respond to the message and give them the offer. And have a smile on your face for God's sake when you're doing it. No one's saying this can't be fun. No one's saying you can't be dancing, listening to music while you're doing it. I think if you're not having fun, what's the point? So scheduling these things, putting it on the calendar and saying, I'm going to commit to myself. I'm going to commit to my growth. I'm going to commit to the service of my clients to do this. Who's in? Cool. So that's what I would recommend. Now, for those of you who are live, we're going to go to doing some tasks next. So put your key action items on the schedule and become outcome focused. What's your outcome? Focus on the, the actions that are going to be outcome focused. Hopefully this has helped. You got some key insights. I'm happy for everyone to stick around if you want to do Q and A's and if you want to match up with accountability buddies, all these different things. Um, hopefully this helped. Hopefully you've got some really, really cool insights, really key questions written down that'll help you expand. Um, if, you need me, if you need to look at the slides again or whatever it may be, the recording will be up. We'll depart by, uh, for everyone who's uh, listening on the recording, I'm going to hang out with you guys for a little bit for who's, uh, who's hanging out live with me. But thank you for being here. Go out there and serve. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships. So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.